from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by the sale of celebrities' toenail clippings. Instead, it's brought to you by the United States of Absurdity. When you think about U.S. history, you might remember the notable events like the Revolutionary War or the Civil Rights Movement, really big things. But did you know that there's a lot of really strange little things like the Straw Hat Riots of the 1900s or the fact that Elvis Presley unsuccessfully attempted to get a badge from the Federal Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs? Because he was taking a bunch. They didn't give it to him. Written by comedians Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds, The United States of Absurdity, the untold stories of American history can fill those gaps in your education with illustrated profiles of the weird tales you never knew. So pick up a copy today. This episode is also brought to you by CrimeCon. Yes, boys and girls, it's several weeks away. You still have a chance. What is it, two weeks? Oh my God, it's only two weeks till CrimeCon. Holy crap. How have you not bought your tickets yet? Oh my God, hurry up. Go to CrimeCon.com, use the offer code SIDEWAYS20 to get 20% off your tickets. And we're going to be there. You should be there. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. See ya. Bye. Thinking Sideways. I don't care. I brought the aliens. You must unlearn what you have learned. I don't know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin. 
This week, joined by Joe and Steve. Ta da! Hey, surprise, surprise. I get a sound effect. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, an internet mystery. Kind of a Facebook mystery. Kind of. It's just a weird, it's a weird story. Um, and it is the story of Karen Catherine Waldegrave. And this episode was suggested by James and Ashley in January of 2015. Only two plus years ago. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> Hope you're still alive. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you trying to figure out how to explain this? I am. Is the preface? Yeah. Because this is this is it's tough. It's kooky. It's kooky is a good word. Yeah. Mm. Uh, kind of creepy too. So we're gonna talk about a woman named Karen Catherine Waldegrave, which is an internet mystery. You can hear the question marks in my voice. Yeah. I'm not imitating Steve. I'm she's just... not sure about the nature of reality is what she's trying to convey. If you're gonna imitate me, your voice has to be much lower than yeah, it is currently. Just so you know. I know. You're you're failing. Not, not that much lower. No, not that much lower. <laughs> anyway, basically, <laughs> basically, Karen's Facebook page maybe is the basis of this mystery. Here, okay, so here's the deal. In April 2010, a Facebook profile named Karen Catherine Waldegrave uh, von Berg Habsburg. In parentheses, you know how you can put like your maiden name in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the von Berg Habsburg Habsburg is it was in parentheses. So this this Facebook profile appeared in April 2010. Posts by this user were frequent and prolific. I would say so. And I'm I'm really sorry. I know that we do have some listeners who feel like they really need that like and here's the mystery part of the intro, but I can't I can't. I literally can't with you, this. You've got it written down properly. This is a massive rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a huge rabbit kind hole. Of, I think the mystery is is uh, nobody knows who she was, where she went, or even if she even existed to begin with at and, all. And what was she doing? And what was and she And what doing? the hell was she up to? Yeah. yeah. So the the mystery is the the enigma of Karen Catherine Waldegrave. So and I'm going to go ahead and again do another preface here and say that this is, a, as Steve said, a huge, massive rabbit hole to the point where I asked one of our experts to help me with like one tiny little aspect. And she kept being like, but what about this? And what about this? And I was like, really, I just need your help on this one thing. And it, and like over the span of three days, she finally was like, I'm sorry, I'm getting too distracted. I can't help you with that. <laughs> so oh. um, it, we're, we are literally going to do the like high level scratch the surface of this case. Oh, um, come on. We, we never do that. We could have. We always we, dive deep and solve the hell out of I it. I mean, we probably could do like a four-part series on this story. There's so much stuff to just kind of dig into. We could read every single one of her posts word we for could, word. That would actually probably be like a year's worth of podcasts. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. You yeah. want to start a second but podcast? If I, I highly suggest yeah. that you look into this case if you, if you are at all interested at all. According to Karen's profile... Karen Catherine Waldegrave von Berg Habsburg, Habsburg, right? That's how you Habsburg, I think. Habsburg. 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 Was born in London or Estonia, according to one internet sleuth, who provided a date and everything. And Karen studied at the University of Toronto in Canada and earned a PhD during her time there. According to her profile, she's very well traveled. She speaks. Um, a ton of different languages, uh, including French, Estonian, Latvian, English, Russian, 
Gaelic, uh, German, and Latin, though. Uh, and Canadian, by the way. Yeah, and Canadian, eh? Yeah. Um, but even though I will say I took Latin in high school and my Latin teacher always said there's no such thing as being fluent in Latin. Because it's a dead language. it's a dead language. Exactly. So. But um, you know what I love uh, about Facebook profiles? They are so easy to just lie on. Like this is no. a this is this is People an amazingly lie? huge list. Yeah, it really kind of is. It is, but she does use most of those languages at some point. Though I know Google Translate's a thing, but Thank I'm you. just saying at, at uh, face I'm... value, this is a very well educated woman. Mm-hmm. In 1992, she apparently uh, married a man named Peter Lepic, and then they divorced it about ten years later in 2002. Uh, Peter spelled with two E's, uh, three E's, sorry, is a real person with a uh, real life. So please don't bother him. He has a lot of public social media stuff. Yeah, if you, it, like, you know, if you decide to go down the rabbit hole, just don't. Yeah, please. don't bother the guy yeah. with emails. Or hey, anything. so tell me about Karen. Don't do anything. No, don't yeah, do that. Just don't, he probably just doesn't care. Yeah. He has been the CEO of a company called Technograph since 1988. And by the way, uh, Karen Catherine Waldegrave was a matrimonial investor in, in that very same company. Yeah, I thought she was like the VP of something. Yeah, I like the, but the way point. she puts it in her, in her what's it, curriculum vitae or whatever you call CV. it. CV. Yeah, her CV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way she puts it. Matrimonial investor, you know, at Technograph, which means she, 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 means she married a dude that owned the company. She had an um, interesting way of referring to a lot of different things. Yeah, she and, did. And yeah. Technograph isn't any crazy, crazy business. It's a printing business. Yeah. The guy prints on everything. Yeah, but he's been the CEO for like 28 years. Yeah, it's an so. established business. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not knocking it at no. all. I'm just saying, you know, the name Technograph, mm-hmm. if you don't know what, what it is, you go, oh, I wonder what that, what kind of technology? Sounds very high tech, yeah. It does. It's, it's printing press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. So then in 2003, Karen remarried to a man named Gordon Findlay, or Findlay, Findlay, yeah, Findlay, who he, I think he's like 88 years old, and I think she was like 35 at the time, Hmm. Um, and there's been some speculation that she didn't actually marry him, that they just lived in the same condo complex. I had heard that too, like maybe they just sort of knew each other passing in the hallway, and that was about it. But I don't... Well, no, there's a picture of them together. So? Well, they're not sitting, exactly. No, I'm sex. saying just the passing in the hallway part that yeah, Joe no, was they're, saying. They're oh, no. actually yeah, sitting sitting near each other. Well, there's, I mean, but there's only that one picture that exists of them. So people say, well, it could have been like from an HOA meeting or something like that. And yeah, yeah no, and, and this is just like the last episode. You can easily draw a whole slew oh, yeah. of conclusions yeah. from single photographs, yeah. and we can't. Although do that. again, it's kind of like I don't know why you would lie about that, especially because he's so much older than her. But whatever, uh, Karen has, as recently as February 1st, 2015, a genie account, which is a genealogy account. Genie is, you know, like like genealogy, not... Mm-hmm. Right, not genie out of the bottle. Genie, yeah. On this account, she uses the alias Karen Sophie Kell Waldegrave von Kontzow. Kontzow, sounds right. Yeah. And I should, I should stop here and say Karen, the Facebook, is K-A-R-I-N, and Karen Sophie... Is C A R I N. Just like Saren, but with the C instead of an S. Yeah. Worth. Wait, what? <laughs> Saren Gas. Oh. I'm seeing a I connection. Was like, That's not a name. <laughs> it's the name of something, just mm-hmm. not a person. Yep. So it's worth noting here that she uses the same photo of herself on almost all of her accounts. 
Yeah. Which is yeah. how people have found all of the like like 28 or something aliases that she uses on the internet. And it's also it's not a very good picture of her. Uh, she actually looks like she's just back from the taxidermist. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's and super she, weird. Her like, eyes, she, there's just something creepy about it because she really does look like she's been killed and stuffed. Yeah, she really yeah. does. And she's got blonde, like her hair's bleach blonde, but she actually has brown hair. Karen Waldegrave does. And it's like this very corporate, it's like the 90s, like Ally McBeal picture. You it's know, a where weird, she's just like, it's like a headshot. photo. Yeah, it's super weird. And, um, you know, so Google image search and just like image search in general is a thing. And that's how a lot of people have found a lot of her stuff. And she even says in like one of her posts on Facebook, like, hey, I know this is actually a really bad picture of me. So why are you using I, it? But it's what I'm using, which is weird. That's mm-hmm. a little weird. Super weird. Uh, on her Genie account, she lists four sons and a daughter, all that are just named like N. Kel Waldegrave on I can't say that. Can't sell. Can't sell. She also claims to have three ex-husbands, not just two. Oh, and also she claims to be royalty, but more on that later. Back to Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we're leaving Jeannie, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Karen um, also posted photos on Facebook, not just text posts, but... They're weird little photos. Most of them are severely or were severely damaged no um, they weren't well there's they're photoshopped well some of them were and some of them weren't i mean yeah. so that's the kind of interesting thing is some of them were i think legitimately scanned in they they were on those you guys i'm sure you both remember the old um photo album like sticky back yeah with the cellophane cover. yeah with the cellophane cover and i like i have these sh- exact same sheets mm-hmm. at my house with yeah. photo albums my grandmother made me and they're just literally the taken out and like put on a scanner and scanned mm-hmm. fully and many of those pictures are damaged yeah in in there but then there's these other pictures that are from they're like of peter her ex-husband from the you know 90s to 2000s the early 2000s and they are quote-unquote damaged in exactly the same way mm. all of them and Pretty much everybody agrees that these photos are photoshopped to look damaged. Yeah. Steve, so she had a damaged template and she would just drop it into the damage yeah, template. Yeah, like the squiggles are exactly the same. Yeah, like, those, like the those quote weird, unquote damage. The weird white squiggles across and yeah. stuff that were supposed to look like reflections during the scanning process mm-hmm. off the, the cellophane. They're exactly uh-huh. the same. They don't same look at all real. And in yeah. the exact same spots. Yeah. On like at least 10 pictures that I saw. Except for that one of them is a horizontal picture, not a vertical picture. So it's the template she like Rolled rotated it. 90 degrees yeah. and put it on there. And so that is very weird and super creepy. It's Car- not the only time I've seen people do that. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. there's, there's, there's something I'll bring up later on that, yeah, that has that's the same fine. thing. But I will say she, and it's not like a, a filter or something because on all of these photos, uh, when she uploaded them, she, she, claimed they were damaged in real life she would refer to the damage on the photos as something nefarious or otherwise so it wasn't as though she was like look at this cool filter that i put on this thing it was like Mm. look at these damaged photos that people are trying to destroy right yeah okay Mm. Uh, let's talk about the text (laughs) so uh, it was mostly text and it was lots of text most of most of the mystery around her is in the text. Yeah. Yeah, and it started so. it started out kind of not so unreasonable and then it got a little weird. Yeah. So yeah. 
Uh, most of the actual wall posts were actually like semi-coherent, kind of just um, seemed Stream a little attention. Well, no, the like the actual preliminary posts looked. Con- I mean, they were a little attention-seeking. Like sometimes she would say something like, "Oh, I'm glad to see that Alistair is back." Like that's not like it's coherent. It's not, mm-hmm. it, you know, but it's a little attention-seeking. But whatever. And then on an example like that, for instance. I think on that particular post, um, there's like 267 comments, all, all from her. her. Yeah, many of which are like max out whatever the character limit is They're on huge commenting, screeds. and many of them posted literally simultaneously, or if not simultaneously, like within minutes of each other. No, and she would go on these commenting sprees for like 12 hours at a time. Yeah, she but would, oh. Go but ahead. That, the thing I was wondering about that is like, I mean, I know now you can you can queue up posts to be posted later. I don't think can you, you can. Were you up able to comments. do that? Oh, you can't do that, really. Do you know, Steve? Uh, you, you are know? correct, Joe, that you can queue up a post, but, but, not, but a, I actually not, don't know. not just a comment. Can you do huh? that on a personal Facebook? I've never seen an option to do that on my personal Facebook. Only on the like our, show our page. Show. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can yeah. do that on a personal one, but. I, I, Even though, I mean, but, in okay, 2010... But, but, to, but to Joe's definitely. question, yeah. I do not think that, that at that time or today is a built-in functionality, but that does not mean that someone could not write a script to do it for them. That's true. Right. It also doesn't mean yeah. that somebody couldn't um, just, like... Copy paste a, a rapidly document and yeah. then cut and paste. I used to do that yeah. on a, a personal Twitter sometimes if I like had a lot of things I wanted to say on Twitter. Sometimes I would just like write, I mean, you know, because it's 140 characters or yeah. something like that. So on Twitter, I like felt like if I was responding to someone and I had like a couple tweets worth of stuff, I would just write it out and then cut and paste. Copy paste, yeah. Um, and so that's not to say that that's not what was happening here, but they're so huge. They're yeah. huge. And let's just like, here's an, I have an example in here that I know at least one of you has actually reviewed because some, one of you made a comment on it. Who, me? Yeah, I think it was you. I oh, it was so. him, but so, I I thought the same thing. Yeah. So in this initial, well, and I I am sorry I didn't like explain this in my script because I just figured you guys would know that I also <laughs> knew this information, but whatever. No, uh, you're a girl. You don't know I this know. kind of stuff. You actually kind of went into it later on. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So the here's a here's just an example of a post, and this is kind of how they would go. She the initial post on her wall, like I said, semi coherent, not totally coherent, but semi coherent, where she says, "quote." Looking for Waldo, T.E., Thomas Edward, Lawrence, Peter O'Toole, or Canada's Prime Minister, Stephen Harper. This is a Penguin 1962 reprint of the original 1926 text, first published in 1935 by Jonathan Cape. And all, I mean, there's a, there's connections to be made between all of those things, we think. I have that. I mean, certainly Peter O'Toole and Lawrence Edward Lawrence, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, Waldo, I'm not so sure of. Uh, Stephen Harper, I'm not so sure of. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either, but we'll, we're about to go into this. Yeah. So. so anyways, that would be the, the post, and then um, there would be a comment, something like this. I'm not going to read the whole thing. When you say comment, would you are you talking about one of them, or are you talking about the thread? Because it's a thread of comments. Well, this is like one of the many. Of one comment in the thread. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and say that um, 
there were two comments that we're going to talk about in a second mm -hmm. in between the, that post and this comment. Okay. But then she would say, surprisingly, you will not find the recipe in Myra Waldo's Pan-American Complete Round the World Cookbook, which was steadily reprinted twice a year between 1954 and 1962. She thanks the following for, quote, supplying information for this book, unquote, as editor-in-chief, the voice of America, ready... Radio Free Europe, Mr. Chai's of the Common Council of the American Unity with the various foreign consulates, and of course, most particularly, the Pan American World Airways agent all over the world in 81 countries, with a very special thanks due to Harold Laird and Gerald Whittled of Pan American. Yeah, what does that mean, I wonder? <sighs> and yeah. then there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more paragraphs mm -hmm. about this. And, and by the way, just so everybody knows, a lot of these are so big, we, we can't sit here and just read no. the entire no, comment. No, and it's also nonsensical until we wind up boring into tears. Mm -hmm. But I, I do like she says, I guess Harold Laird and Gerald Whittled of Pan American were just too busy with other things between 1954 and 1962 to let her know how to mix one cup of diced celery, one cup of diced apples, a half a cup of finely chopped walnuts, and three quarters of a cup mayonnaise to help present the United States Con Libros. So she's there. I shouldn't be analyzing this already, but that, I mean, she's just giving the recipe for a Waldorf salad, right? Which is, she referred to Waldo. in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just getting like too excited. I'm sorry. Uh, so it chose that one in particular because it gives a really interesting idea of what's going on here. These posts appear to be incoherent at first, right? I mean, we would say this that that couple of paragraphs of many more that it's you just like read. It's like eight paragraphs. Well, it's just gibberish. Well, what struck me is it wasn't necessary. It didn't. It didn't strike me as random gibberish so much as it looked like one half of a conversation. Mm -hmm. It often seemed like what she would she'd be posting something, and it was like she was re replying to somebody else mm -hmm. in her original post. It's mm -hmm. almost like somebody said something, and she's saying something back. Yeah. And their comment got deleted, and we didn't see the deleted comment. Or right. something, but or yeah. Something. That's, that's almost the way it feels. Yeah. yeah. Never minding the, the, the posting timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So let's, and I, and I want to a little bit break these down, because she, in the original wall post, um, what she was referring to was a book called The Seven Pillars of Wisdom by T.E. Lawrence, which is the autobiographical account of Lawrence of Lords of Arabia fame, which, which is Peter why Peter O'Toole. O'Toole came in because he played Lawrence of Arabia in, in the, the movie, movie adaptation. Which started the whole, what was a big component in the quicksand will always get you theory. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that where that came from? That's one of the I know early they had the movies. quicksand scene yeah. in there, but yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought quicksand many... actually appeared in the movies before that. Oh, it though. did, but it's, it's just one more that perpetuated the myth that yeah. quicksand mm -hmm. will eat you. Yeah, So totally. she had that original post, and then she posted these two quick short ones, like in rapid succession, and then the eight paragraph long one. She And then she said, looking for a Waldorf a good salad, but not a boutique school. And then, and Yule Brenner, not exactly Ann Jurison. And then she launches into that eight paragraph rant that I read a little bit of. So there she refers to a Waldorf salad, right? And then like four paragraphs later gives the recipe for a Waldorf salad in the context of this larger rant. And so I don't think they're actually gibberish. No, it's not random words. Crazy. It's not just random words. No, I mean, there, there is thought behind it, I will agree, and there is structure and self-reference in terms of 
previous things that are written. So it is not complete and utter gibberish. But exactly. I don't know that it is coherent. Did, uh, I didn't notice this. Did any of her comments get any likes? No. No, really? Okay. Well, That's they probably sad. all had likes Was within one likes? second of each other. Could you yeah. like that early in 2010? Actually, looking at the picture, the screen capture we have, uh, I don't see the like button, so maybe that wasn't a thing then. I don't think huh? you could in 2010. Oh. I think that was like a newer thing. Oh, that was like you, 15 uh, or something yeah, like that. I thought that was just a couple that came years out. ago. So these, these kids today just don't know how good they got it. No, they you don't. You know, you think it, it was always possible to just like people on Facebook you and thought like what it was the crap like that they said, but always no. always possible to react. You don't even like anymore. You, can, you have like five options to react to something. It's crazy. Well, you, you can't oh. react to a comment, though. That's true. You can like a comment, though. But you can't react to that's a comment. Uh, yeah, that's true. I know you're anyway. listening. I know Zuck is listening. I yeah. want him to know. Come on, man. Yeah. Do us a solid. Advertising our show. Yeah. But so for reference, the thing is, is that there it's all connected. It's semi-coherent. But something a lot of people have talked about is this thing that I know you guys know what this is because we've talked about it on the show before. If you've listened to past episodes. Yeah, if you've listened to my wildly popular internet mystery episodes, uh, you will know of uh, Markov chain. And you may know that, um, you know, Markov chains are... Rel it's relatively easy to write a program to create a Markov chain. And on Reddit, I uh, am just like stealing this from somebody on Reddit because I couldn't find a generator as good as this. So, so I'm not sure, but tell people what yeah, a Markov I'm, chain I'm getting is. There. Okay. Okay. So a Markov chain is, um, hmm, basically it takes some concepts. Like you just feed it some text to begin with and it will create these like giant chains of text by association. It's basically AI. Mm -hmm. Basically what it is. The is dumbest it, form. Of it is. It is. Um, but it basically just reference it just finds references for for other stuff and then just plugs words in that it thinks are going to make a coherent something but it's ai so it's dumb so I, it I don't think it's know. yeah i don't think it's quite ai it, it yeah. doesn't look that readable although it's readable enough you could actually generate like college term papers i'm sure with no trouble at all well you can generate some some stuff so what i'm what i'm borrowing here from this reddit user is um this user said that they found a generator or maybe they had one of their own. I don't know. Um, they never linked it or anything like that, despite like five people being like, hey, can you link me to that generator? Um, they said that they input conspiracy, government, and privacy into a Markov chain generator and came up with this. And it's like three paragraphs long, so I'm not going to read all of it, but I am going to have Joe read the first paragraph. Oh, okay. All right. This is uh, William Shatner reading... No, just kidding. Privacy is not and likely never will be obstreperous. Humankind will always validate government, whether by agronomists or of the account. Authorities which intercedes lie in the study of reality as well as the study of philosophy. Hence, authorities might engender mournful adjurations for incarceration which foretell periodicity. So it's not, and by the way, all the mistakes in there were in the original text. They, they were. weren't mine. Yeah, it's as read, right? Yeah. As written. As written, sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that is not, it's, honestly, Adoration not that much less coherent than some of the posts that we've seen from the Karen user on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So, mm, I don't know. And then the other thing I'm going to bring up, and then we're going to get into theories, because most of this is just like, let's let's talk about this. 
is um, there was another really interesting analysis done uh, by a, on a YouTube video called Seriously Strange. And I, I believe she took this analysis from someone else that she said she went back to credit and she couldn't find the original source. We don't know used. what that's like at all. We we know exactly what that's like. It's really hard sometimes. And so I don't have the original credit for this. I just have that YouTube video credit for this. But um, basically, here's the gist of it. Karen's word associations are often based on puns or, or other strong links. So like there's one post where she's railing against Annalie Peebo, who's an opera singer from her home country, maybe, of Estonia. Peebo's married to a deathcore singer named Raul Nartis with two uh, A's. Nartis, yeah. Nartis. No, no, actually, Naritz. Naritz. And by the way, for our listeners who don't know, what is a deathcore singer? It's a guy who sounds like this. Actually, yes, yeah. Oh, is that deathcore is like is like really really heavy metal. metal. Ah, okay. It's well, he's trying metal. to sound, he's trying to sound kind of like a demon or something like that. Um, like I from the people that I know who are into deathcore, it's more about the musicality of the singer than it is the lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so Peebo, who you know Karen's railing against, um, is married to this deathcore singer. Raul Raul Nartis with two A's, yep. Who she then merges into Raul Nartis with one A, who's a professor of law at the the University of Taru in um, Estonia. Um, Though she doesn't know what deathcore is, she admits outright. Karen humorously puns deathcorp off of deathcore, like Marine Corps, Mm -hmm. and then translates that to Team Tot, which is. The Third Reich. T O D T. Yeah. Do you say that someplace to some other way? Team no. Tote? No. Team I don't tote. know. Team, team tot. tote. You said tot, so. Um, yeah, so it's that's referring to the Third Reich. And then Team Tot, like you're teaching something, which she then associates with a peer at the University of Toronto um, in the history department that she apparently had a huge, huge um, rivalry right. with. Oh. And then she like refers to the team teacher. So. There's like sophisticated wordplay happening throughout this and, and like lo- punning. And jumps of logic. And, well, there's jumps of logic, but it's more sophisticated than any chain generator oh, I yeah, think exists sure. in this world. That's very sophisticated association that, as far as I'm concerned. And I see Markov later on, so I'm not going to say anything about it for now. Well, it just takes away from the Markov theory. Yeah. So that's kind of the overview brief, like very brief overview. You could spend literal weeks reading these posts. Um, Easily. The, this Facebook profile was deleted in about April of 2011. So it doesn't exist anymore. I haven't been successful in getting the Wayback Machine to work, but sometimes other people are successful with getting the Wayback Machine to work on things that I can't because the Wayback Machine is a fickle god. Um, uh, it totally is. But you know, you would think that, uh, did people not discover this until long, long after the fact that she had been come and gone? No. Because you would so, think somebody would have archived well, everything. Some people did. did. They did, but they're in a really weird format. I've seen some of those where they, they all, all the formatting is gone and it's nothing but text. Is yeah. That, that, so that's, that's the ones you're talking those about? Those are the only I've ones. Seen those, and there's a yeah. live journal and a, and a blog spot or something that did this, but they are very hard to navigate, figuring out what is a reply and what's a wall post and what 
is referring to a picture and what might be linked to something. Because there's um, no there's no category subcategory well, sub subcategory. Because it's like you process. know when um you know when your Facebook loads and your internet connection is really slow and it does it's not in HTML anymore. It's just like it doesn't have its CSS connected to it, right? It doesn't have its style It's sheet. just pure text. Yeah. It's literally just pure text. Mm-hmm. That's what these look like. Yeah, about. Yeah, they're, so they're, it's, they're heinous. It's, hard, it's really hard to navigate. We will post one link to one of these two things. Um, but that does exist. But what happened is people became aware of this user profile in early 2011. And then people started kind of becoming active with this and and again we'll kind of talk about this a little bit in the theories Uh, um but that it was pretty much when people started talking about the profile that it was removed so i keep seeing i've seen in a lot of the writing and you will probably know this better than i Devin. it's referred to as forward slash x is that a subreddit or was that a 4chan group yeah there's um which was it? I wasn't it's sure. Chan. It's a it's, it's a, a chan. chan. It's a chan. It's one of the chans. It's grouping. Okay, because apparently one of the, the X in the chans went guano crazy over yeah. this. Yes. And started accurate. Getting a giving her a lot of attention. Accurate. Which seemed um, to have been a problem. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. I mean, to the to a like a stalking level, yeah. like to a really intrusive, very. Uh, scary level and I can I it doesn't surprise me that um this, pull the plug that this profile was deleted like under any of these theories right and, and any of these theories if that amount of attention from a chan was being directed at it you, you would get rid of it <laughs> so all of that having been said we're going to talk about theories in a minute but first let's take a break oh, what do we read some posts yeah Sal had one goal in life. It was a pretty simple goal, but it was going to take a lot of work to achieve. All he had ever wanted to do was eat plenty of fish every day, and eventually he would be strong enough. The trip home was going to be a long one, and he needed all the strength he could muster to make it upstream. It was all going along swimmingly until he decided to treat himself to a leisurely swim along the shore. That's what derailed him. Everyone out of the water had these amazing covers on their fins that allowed them to stand upright. Once he saw this, Sal knew he had to get some for himself. Sadly for Sal, nobody makes socks for fish. Happily for you, they do make them for people, and if you want to spoil yourself like Sal wanted to spoil himself, you should get some Bombas. Because though they are small, socks are a vital article of clothing. And that's why four years ago, two guys set out to make the best socks possible. Bombas offers premier socks equipped with seven substantial improvements to the ordinary sock, including a blister tab that sets directly where your shoe hits your leg and a Y-stitched heel that creates a natural cup around your heel. In fact, Bomba socks are such a game changer that customers overwhelmingly claim that they are the most comfortable socks they have ever worn. If you need new socks, you can't go wrong with Bombas. So go to bombas.com sideways to get 20% off your first order. You'll love your Bombas socks or your money's back, guaranteed. That's bombas.com sideways. And remember, they come in quite a few colors, and I'd recommend the salmon. We're back. Hi. How are you guys feeling about those posts? Uh, you read them all? Okay. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, that yeah. was that was that was great reading. Pulled yeah. out my pipe, got it in the wingback chair, yeah. in front of the fireplace. It was good. It was good reading. It was a good, yeah, cold, windy, stormy yeah. night read. So, uh, in, in typical Devon fashion, we have two main theories and several sub theories. Um, so the ran first, away to join the circus. That's so a good the, one. So the two top theories, like the two high level theories, are either um, this is a real person. Or this is a fake person. So first we're going to talk about if this is a fake person. Okay. I totally can... I think it's entirely possible. And this is um, part of where the the Markov chain theory comes in. Literally somebody's just like plugging in some stuff to a Markov chain, whatever. A um, generator. Generator, yeah, thank you. And uh, just posting whatever it spits out. Or even that they have, you know, built a little po- bit of script that has put a Markov chain generator in charge of a Facebook account. One of the problems that I would have with that theory would be the number of other social media or otherwise accounts that Karen has, because she has been at some point active in on almost every form of social media, as well as most genealogy sites, as well as um, the Chans and um, maybe Reddit and also... Um, LinkedIn and uh, some, a lot of places and 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 is posting on this I think currently maybe even posting on this like subscript thing I'll see if I can I don't remember what it's called but it's um, something that I ran into in in my research but she actually had a reddit login I I don't know I can't confirm since reddit is such an enigma there are posts that look a whole lot like Karen style posting okay so so there's there, yeah that's that's but a dangerous <laughs> i have no idea it's i mean because it, it's totally anonymous right the way that people tracked most of these is mm. because she uses that same dang picture in everything mm. so they just did a reverse image search on that picture and suddenly all of these accounts were popping up and and then you would you get in there and you're like oh yeah this is the same person so for people who don't know reverse image search is i save the photo as Karen headshot one dot JPEG and upload it everywhere. And then when somebody pulls it from another website, that's one of the main tools that's used to 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 reverse search it. Well, it doesn't There's even other have things to be, that are involved, but it doesn't have to be the same name. Right, but even, I'm saying, right? well, I'm so like basically, sim- I'm giving the simplest version because not everybody understands how reverse image search works. Right, basically, what you would do if you if you saw an image and you wanted to reverse image search it, you would go to Google Image Search mm-hmm. and you, it would say upload picture from URL. And you would say, yep, you would put the URL that that picture's in, and it would search for all images that even re- like remotely resemble that. To, and then, well, today, today, that is how it works. Back then, it was a lot of file it a, naming. It was a lot of Because I naming. used to do a lot of image searching that way when I had put up mm-hmm. what was, I would consider, um, protected content. Mm-hmm. And that was a way that you could find that people were ripping it because people yeah. weren't smart enough to at least change the file name a little bit so you could right. find it. Right. But the, the other thing I want to I real quick touch on is the whole Markov thing. Yeah. There's a big problem with this being a Markov chain. Oh. Oh, absolutely. That is that a Markov chain is not self-referential. It doesn't refer to itself in a prior post. Yeah. Mm. It also doesn't, yeah. um, <laughs> for instance, um, <laughs> in that post that we were talking about where she's like talking about 
people she knows or went to school with, it's not going to be that smart. It's not going to be able to pull. It's the, not going to skim maybe, the And maybe that's something that you fed it. But even then, like, it's just too, it's too complex and smart for a Markov chain, oh, yeah. I believe. I think you're right. But that doesn't mean that Karen isn't an alias, though. No, for it sure. It also doesn't mean that she isn't a bot of some kind. Right. So, um, quickly, one of the things that feeds the theory of, like, Karen being fake is, um, so I said I had an expert help us, and she kept getting sidetracked. And uh, her name is Christina, and she also happens to be one of our Facebook mods and, like, overall super fan. So thank you for everything. Yeah. All the things you do. All so of thank the you for all of, all of the things. Literally all of the things. Totally. We appreciate it. Um, but she uh, is a hobbyist genealogist, and so she has all of the, like, super pro accounts and all that stuff. So she helped me kind of dig through this. And on Karen's accounts... Uh, on her ancestry accounts and her genie account, she comes from a long line of Nazis. Um, cool. And she claims... Heil. Uh, I mean, like, high-level Nazis. High-level? I know. But she does say that these members, these Nazi members of her family are being unfairly persecuted or otherwise. Mm. Um, she does also claim to be related at one point or another to pretty much every royal in Europe that's ever ever existed. And the, the lineage is just like a mess. But one of the really interesting things... Admittedly, European lineage in general is, is a, a mess. mess. Mm. But this is like, no. no. <laughs> like, no. There's no way that you were related to all of these people. But I will say that um, her... I think it's her great-grandmother, I think that she claims as her great-grandmother, is a woman by the name of um, Karen Von Counts. Consau. Consau. Yeah. Um, who was also known as Karen... Um, Al- Can you pronounce these for me, Joe? Because you I don't know. Axelina, Axelina. Holder Gruing. Gruing. Who was... Gruing. Who was the wife of Herman... Goering. And Juan Goering. Goering. Yeah. Who you may recognize that name. I don't know how yeah. many of you are familiar with it. He's a famous Nazi dude. He was the leader of the German Nazi party and the founder of the Gestapo. Yeah. Um, and this is a fact that Karen is proud of. Well, okay. I shouldn't say she's she's not proud she of the Nazi a part. Lot about but she it. talks a lot about being related to these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of lends itself to a theory of this person being like even a troll or just overall being fake. Because of like it's it's the same name like she says it's the same name that she has and um, she says she's related to a lot of different people and it'd be really easy to just like pull a bunch of names out of a hat so there are a couple theories um, one is that it'd be a troll one is that maybe this Facebook is actually acting as a number station and then another is obviously that um, this is just a very confused reincarnation of Karen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's so a Karen, joke. I'm sorry. I'm Karen is like, come back to haunt Facebook. She's yeah. actually dead. Yeah. She well, is Karen, the ghost in Karen, machine. Karen von Kauns, the wife of Herman. Uh, oh, oh, Kahn, so. oh yeah. okay. Yeah, I can't say German names. I'm so sorry. Goring, no, I think that's actually... a joke. I'm sorry. I should clarify that's a joke. Goring, yeah. Um, But I, this could be a troll account. I just am going to dismiss out of hand that it's a troll account because... It didn't work out that well, did it? It didn't. And I don't know why you would have as many counts as this person does and also why there would be so many like genealogy accounts 
and also why you would use so many different aliases and also the story is the same across the board it's a crazy story that she tells but her story is the same across the board and i just don't know and i know steve is about to say to me well trolls don't always have a reason dude but troll i mean i wasn't actually gonna say that <laughs> but I, I i just think i don't think it's a troll uh, well if it's a troll it, it's a very disorganized troll an, which is why effective troll yes which is yeah that's a better way to say it thank you joe yeah. because of the fact that the accounts are under different names i mean it's it they're very and sloppy. also if you are a troll you don't as soon as you are gaining interest in your troll you don't delete the troll yeah, so not although, every, but, but not every troll is what we think of as a troll who is wanting to flame people and start a war. Yeah. They just want to they just want to muck with people a little yeah. bit. Or as in but, somebody who wants to actually a very successful troll in terms of getting people interested in it. Eventually. Yeah, this may yeah. be a super successful That's troll true. actually that, because we were talking doing, about we're it a like a it. bunch of bozos. Yeah. The only thing I will say is. Um, if I think if it were a troll account, it would have interacted with other social media accounts. And there's no instance, except for Jeannie. On Jeannie, she posts on uh, Jack uh, Sp- Spineberg's account a lot, who she says is her father. See, it, my, but... uh, my, my difficulty with the troll is if, if it's a troll to me, it's a very low-level, poorly organized troll, and yet to be able to do some of the things that happened in the Facebook account takes a level of sophistication that that those two don't align. To be able to write a script... Okay, I'm going to say the posts were done by a script. I'm just going to make that presumption for my example here. Okay. Mm-hmm. It takes a certain level of understanding and sophistication to be able to do that. Yeah. And yet you can't keep your account straight and you're, you're constantly making things and mixing things like there's there. It's, it's very, I mean, I guess to, to elaborate on that, to take it out of the troll theory, it could have been like, Hey, here's our really early uh, exploration into AI right? We created an artificial intelligence that has this Facebook account. But again, I think somebody would have said, yeah, that was us. Like they, <laughs> that was our, that was our computer robot learning. Whoops. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't, Unless that company tanked. I mean, even then. When, when, when the Karen's account was in 2011, it was just for a year. I think, I don't think so. Anyway, I, the that next was near, that was after, yeah. There's some, there some so. tech bubbles in there. Maybe. Um, the next theory for fake is that it would be a number station. So, okay, you guys know what a number station is. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since we covered number stations, so I'll just reiterate for maybe new listeners. I don't know. Are we getting new listeners? Who knows? Oh, uh, according so. to the numbers, we are. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's good. So number stations are basically like, um, in its most simple term, it's a station that it's like a radio station. That is either constantly broadcasting something or maybe not constantly broadcasting something, but that um, the pieces of code would be broadcast over that so that like if I were a spy for the U.S., for instance, right, radio waves can travel around pretty much around the world depending on time of day, alignment, blah, blah, blah. So I could be in like Russia 
and tr- I need, I need the U.S. needs to like tr- get to me to give me instructions. And this is like pre-cell phone, pre-internet, blah blah. So they have this one radio station that's broadcasting maybe white noise the entire time, and then um, I, they, you know, you know, okay, well at six p.m. every night I have to tune into this radio station. All you have to do is have your radio, and then it broadcasts a coded message, and you write down the coded message. And then it's done. It goes back to white noise. And then you decipher the message. Because and you, you have, have the key. Because you have the key that's predetermined. And then you have your message. You have... you. you In the simplest yeah. form, that's a broad... That's a number station. Yeah. Oh. So this could be a kind of internet number station that, you know, somebody... you, I've, Facebook is pretty easy to access. You know, you go to an internet cafe. Facebook's going to be available. And it also doesn't look suspicious for you to be looking at Facebook. You look up this profile. You say, okay, here's today's thing. You print out the pages. This is much like what we talked about in cryptos where you could literally copy and paste the text and format it according to your styling and nobody else would get it. Yeah, and then print off your pages for 10 cents a pop or whatever. Take them with you. Burn them when you're done. And, you know, nobody's the wiser. It would also explain why it went dark when it started to gain popularity. That does, yeah. The Unwanted only, attention. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing about this, and I, and I was thinking that too, and there's there's lots of ways to send signals. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, there was no code. There might not have been any actual encrypted code in any of it. But, and again, I'm, I'm not so sure about this because it still didn't explain like the, the, the one post that had 267 replies. It wasn't just one post. Yeah, but I mean, that, it was but, frequent. Yeah, but, but, like that. But, and, but still, it could be like a thing where, like, say, for example, you're a spy mm-hmm. and, I, and I occasionally leave stuff in a dead drop for you. Yeah. Information. Right. And you know this, the only way you know this to go check the dead drop is you drive past my house and I put my flower pot out on my porch. Mm hmm. When you see it out there, you know it's time to go check the dead drop. Right. Joe, Otherwise, how are they going to know that the, the flowers in that pot have been dead for three years? Well, I, I said flower pot. I didn't say flower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it could be the same thing. It could, it could just be some spy just like, you know, yeah. checks, checks your page. And, well, if I publish something really long and tedious and stupid, mm-hmm. that's not, say, three lines, but right. say, you know, 200 lines. But even well, more you know than to that, go check the dead drop. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe it's that or even it's That like, is the simplest flag in the world. It is the simplest flag, flag in the world. Yeah. But it could also be even something as like, um, uh, you know, the every fourth post is the coded message or ever mm-hmm. you know whatever your number is for the day or just every simple... fourth comment is you know the next line the first line is part of the code what i mean it could yeah, it, it could, could be, be just... something super sophisticated like that or something yeah or that's actually be... pretty simple or again well, I, I mean yeah simple in but the take it to a scale it, that but... is just yeah it just, yeah i know i get totally. where you're headed with that yeah, it just it just seems like um, it, it's still not quite it doesn't doesn't quite work because of all the the loony behavior. Yeah, you think you would want to have a sort of normal Facebook page. Yeah, right? you would want to have a normal Facebook page, I think, and you would also, I think, again, the the ancestry, the genealogy accounts are what kind of throw this for a loop, unless you were tr- create the illusion of a of a real person who had some mental illness going on to explain the crazy posts on Facebook? Maybe? I don't know. I think I think we could speculate about this for a really long time. I think the idea of it being an internet number station is really interesting, but I don't think it's the right answer. I, I have one thing that is not in your stuff or okay. what it could be. 
in, in the fake heading? Uh, under the fake heading. Okay. This is this is a, a fake section. Yeah. It is entirely possible that somebody else had created a bot that was scraping comments or content from another blog or pro- set of profiles and storing it and then pouring it into a comment mm. thread. So let's just say that it goes to a, I'm not going to name, I'm, you know, thecrazywebsite.com. And there's all these comments, and it goes and it looks for Tom's comment. And every, because Tom, they really like what Tom says. He's really intriguing and it's fun. So it scrapes every comment that Tom makes and then just starts pouring them into all of, let's say, the first week of May's comments get poured into one continuous post. Like it could be as simple as that. Now, why you would do that? I don't know. I have not the yeah. the faintest of ideas. No, it is hard but to say. But that would that would explain it to me. It it in terms of the behavior because it's something that isn't as one of the one of the hard parts about this is that things are done so rapidly in such volume. So this would be a way to actually take yeah. something that's over time and compress it yeah. and make it look strange. Well, that um. That timing, we'll talk about in the real series. We can talk a little bit about one of the other things that people think that this might be. Okay. Really? So that's all I have for fake Joe. Did you have any additional theories uh, for fake? No, I think not Not now. I, I think not. But, okay. Uh, so you're ready for the next theory, which is real? Oh, yeah. yeah. My yeah. book is out. Awesome. I know. Oh. So there, there's good reason to believe that Karen's a real person. No. Um. She may think so. Well, no, I, mean, I do. I think Karen's a real person. I think there are more than just that one picture of her, and they're her, and she wears her hair. This is so weird. I'm sorry. She wears her, she has like dark brown hair, and she wears it in like two braids with like a hat on. Like that's what, how she wears her hair. Like all of the other pictures of her, she looks like that. But you can tell it's the same person. She's there. Um, she exists, and she's in non Photoshop damaged pictures. So if. She is real. What's going on? Wow. Um, yeah. So there are a couple things here. One theory is that she's a victim of uh, MK Ultra or the CIA or MI5. And um, in okay, the, many, the many things that Karen Good um, Lord. claims to be connected to, the person that she does say is her father was the director of MI5 for a while. Oh, really? And I'm not going to name names. Okay, You can find good. this information on the internet. Um, it's not highly pertinent. It's not, it's not, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't, because those are publicly available names. Yeah, well, and, and I, only say that, I only say that because sometimes people bristle at us about that. But, yeah. I mean, if you really cared, go you would look. go find you it. You can find it. No, yeah. It's not hard. His name is C. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But she does, she does, so, and she says that, like, that's an alias for like his given name, which is something Waldegrave, which is like blah blah. Anyway, like I said, six you degrees can look of separation of Kevin yeah, Bacon totally. is what she's going exactly, after. Exactly. Yeah. By the um, way, you, you know my my thing about that, right? I do. The only thing I like about it is because mm-hmm. it involves bacon. I know. Yeah. You're making Bacon's the same good. leaps of logic as Karen is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. Another thing that I've seen. Uh, sorry. Do you guys feel like you need to discuss the MK Ultra MI5 CIA thing? No, nah, she refers to it once, she but I don't know. She throws a lot any... of accusations about MI5 and the CIA mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Karen's not the only person on the internet. I was going to say, but you could, all you have to do is look at our group. 
to see but even a lot of people. Karen, uh, or in my little black in book. In your little black book that we're yeah. going to sell when we're done with it. But as far as uh, the MK Ultra thing, too, uh, doesn't Karen, it seems to me that Karen's a little young I would agree with to that. have been involved with MK Ultra. I would agree with that. However, I would say that I have heard a lot of like, uh, my mother was experience, experimented on during, you know, from MK Ultra when she was, she didn't know she was pregnant with oh, me yeah, right, sort yeah. of things. But I don't think that this is one of those things. Yeah. I think if she is connected to anything, it would be MI5. And I don't think she's connected to MI5. I doubt it. She's too no. flaky. But uh, I mean, back in the old days, I mean, she was not flaky enough to be part of MI5. But these days, I think that, uh, yeah, she's too flaky. Yeah, the thing about about the MK Ultra thing too is that if it truly existed, they would have had no trouble at all. If they were doing truly mind control, mm-hmm. they would have had no trouble at all making these people forget everything. I agree. Yeah. So. Oh, well, yeah. okay. So, but remember that the best way to hide yourself is to to put out disinformation, and what better than to release a bunch of your squirrely rejects who spout misinformation sure. while you're doing the True. real thing. Yeah, plant, uh, sure. plant all kinds of false information yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. And so, then, yeah, yeah but, just shoot everybody's credibility all to hell, and then yeah. next time it comes up, everybody rolls their eyes. And the yeah. one time that there's a grain of truth, mm-hmm. everybody associates it with this bag of garbage, so totally. yeah. why mm-hmm. would I I even read into it. Yeah. The the MK Ultra, have you guys ever heard of the Indian Lake Project? I have um, heard of it. Yes, but Okay, so there's <laughs> the Indian Lake Project, it's all about MK Ultra and yeah. mind control, and it's put together by this guy John. Uh, now he's I, the guy that went out in the woods and found that mysterious concrete structure. His grandpa. Structure. No, no, no. no. His he, grandpa found a box in the steel box in the woods. That I thought it was his uncle of... that gave it to him. Uncle. Yeah. His not uncle grandpa. Gave it to uncle. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, finds all this stuff that's all associated with MK Ultra and all this stuff, and he releases it over time. But he does something very similar to Karen. If you look at the photos, mm-hmm. they have the same age photoshop treatment to them the same folds the same wear marks like yeah these are old these are old photos of people that were involved in these experiments long ago and And they're they're old and they're grainy and they're black and white and they're children and and adults damaged but they've been photoshopped like you say to look antiqued Yes, and the the damage is you see the same vertical from left to right on a lot of them. So that's why it's weird to me. That's why I I, I sort of want to say that she's fake because in a way, I kind of feel like John is fake, Mm. except supposedly photos of John have been put out there. I saw a photo that I couldn't verify was real. So Uh, I I meant to try to bring this up earlier and then we we, we blew by it, but... It's just this I, MK Ultra thing is just—it's too easy to fabricate. I agree. Well, speaking of John, that guy John in Indian Lake, I think that's just a creative writing project. Either that, or his uncle is the biggest d bag in the world because his uncle gives him this metal box with all this stuff in it, relating to, and and then later, you know, as, as he finds out his uncle felt like what was in that box had ruined his life. Mm-hmm. So what's the first thing you do when you've ruined your life? Yeah, you, you give the give, box to your nephew. Right, to ruin right. their life. Yeah, of yeah. course, that makes total sense. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, it totally, to me, it was a, a, career, yeah. a creative writing project. Right, yeah. So. Well, and, and it, it, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to that idea because it's funny is that the blog went for about two or three years, mm-hmm. and then all of a the sudden there was this shift of, here's my Twitter handle. I will be putting all future updates on Twitter. Well... And and then it's this is my first Twitter post, and all future comments or updates will be here on Twitter. 
and that's it. Yeah. This is actually an interesting segue to the next theory about Karen is real. Um, And that is that uh, her posts are actually excerpts of of her like novel. (laughs) Like she's Uh, writing a book about her life. That's a novel I just don't want to read. Well, it would be, I mean, it would explain this like quote unquote genealogy research. I mean, let's just for one second put away our like let's just suspend our disbelief Mm. and say maybe like maybe it turns out she is actually related to all of these people and she actually finds out that she's related to all of she's from these like crazy lineages that have distilled down and she wants to write a book about it and so she's trying to poorly is writing about it could be her life about Uh. things that she thinks are connected overall i mean I don't know that there's a great story there. Not really, no. Many people, even people I know, have said, oh, I'm working on my novel. And you read a couple pages of it and you're like, well, this is utter crap. Like, this is really bad. Uh And so there's nothing to say that her working on a novel has to mean it's good or even or coherent. makes any sense right it doesn't have to be she well, could think if... it's like this great work of art i mean like kanye west po- like we've talked about his book that he came out with where it was like some of the pages were just like one letter like he got this book published and it's just like the rantings of a lunatic and obviously but, karen read that and thought hey if he can do it i can do it yeah but i, I mean i think there's no there's nothing that says that books have to be intelligible no so there's that theory that, right, so th- this would also explain the rapid succession of posts is that she had written out and cut pages and, pasted, yeah. and then just cut and paste. But um, it's a strange place to keep your, to archive your notes. I, I, I agree. I, I, I don't know necessarily that, uh, if it's an archive. Sorry. I don't know that it's an archive necessarily as so much as like she thinks she's sharing it with the world. She's getting publicity. Well, I thought it was more like uh, she makes references to things that only she and people that she know would understand. Maybe. It's kind of coded in a sense that yeah. she makes reference to this and that and means nothing to you or me, but right. to her and her family, it does mean something. Yeah. It triggers a memory. And so a sentence, a few words, right. a few a sentences. Salad. Yeah. It tells this whole, reminds them of this whole, mm-hmm. what happened in the summer of 1968. Yeah. That's going to go to my memoirs, of course. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's I crazy. mean, I, I guess... For me, it's kind of like, yeah, and then it also explains why the posts are kind of organized the way they are, that, like, each set of posts and comments would be, like, a chapter. They're sort of self-contained. They, they are. They are, in a way. They're pretty self-contained. They, they don't bleed from... So there's always the... She very rarely gets stuck on a topic. Well, but what I what know? I was getting at is there's there's usually a topic and then... Or a, a main statement and then comments. Right. That's what I mean. Is and that, then, like, that post... And, and they then... don't... They don't tend to bleed from one to the other. So right. the comment on... T- the the topic of Tuesday mm-hmm. and all of Tuesday's comments don't then be, uh, feed right. what happens on Wednesday's comment or topic and all of its comments. Right. And the only thing I would say is that, like, I don't necessarily know why one would, like, be posting these things for, like, 12 hours. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, LSD. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, thing. it's like, listen, uh, we know some good writers out there, and you know, if our friend Mark Adams 
was on a bender. Hey, Mark, Mark. I know you don't do that. But <laughs> if Mark was on a bender and he just started writing. Yeah. I bet it would be better than yeah. this. Well, okay. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Mark is a much higher caliber yeah. than this. I but the so. point is that, that, you know, right. somebody who thinks that, oh, I can write. And they just, they just start spewing. Right. And I'm, I'm just going to put a name to this okay. real quick. And that's hypergraphia. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute, but just, um, the hypergraphia is basically like a compulsion to write. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be what's going on here. And it's one of many mental disorders that are attributed to Karen. Uh, yeah. People, people do say that she displays hypergraphia. I know you had a couple things that you wanted to talk about before we get to my last real theory, Steve. The, well, the, the things, or things that, you want us to talk about. Yeah, no, there's things that I want to talk about okay. because because I'm just I, we need to hash this out because yeah. I'm a bit stumped okay. on them. So she mentions a couple of people. She mentions Donald McLean, mm-hmm. who was a real person, though. Well, I should stop to say that um, regardless of her al- allegations that like people are like using these different aliases. Almost everybody that she refers to are real people. Right, but she she makes these comments about him. She says they're the same people, but they're... But he's he's such a weird throwback. He's the one who's a spy. Yeah, Yeah, he was part of the Cambridge spy ring. Yeah, who then went... Didn't he go... He moved to uh, Russia. He defected defected, and lived there till some point in his old age. She also talks about... And I'm going to butcher the last name. It's Arthur Alexar... Does yeah. that sound right? Who was an Alexa, Estonian poet? Uh, yeah. And like her comment, oh, it's good to see that Alexar is back and yada, yada. It's like, dude, Alexar has been dead for decades well, she, at this point. Was, she, I mean, she put quote, quotes around that, right? And I think she was, again, making one of those, like, only the way the way that only Karen does, making a pun. Mm-hmm. She, she does this thing um, where she just, like, refers to someone as someone else. Okay. Uh, like, so that was yeah, so like, that's that leap of logic, right? Or the like the Raoul Raoul leap that she was making. I mean, like she just kind of um, there's a word for what she was doing. I think it's confligate is the word. Uh, confligate. I'll, I'll Not confligate is like uh, conflate. You mean? Yeah, uh, conflant. Conflate. Conflate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just added an extra syllable in there. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, she, I mean, she conflated people yeah. often. Yeah. Um, and did that kind of like wordplay. Kind of like it almost, it almost, just, it's an association, almost like memory mnemonics. Yeah, uh, you know totally. What I'm it totally yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. Yeah, um, that's a, it's yeah. a great way. So that I mean that. Yeah. So there's there's uh, there's one or two other little things that I've seen, which okay. is, I never saw this anywhere, but I always wondered, and you hinted at it a little bit earlier, which is. The you were talking about when you have a slow connection speed and everything loads, oh. but it's super slow. So mm-hmm. I have had websites that have done this to me, especially when you're on a crappy computer and it's a crappy internet connection. What if she's not making these comments simultaneously? But in matter of fact, she's in her cabin in the woods on some terrible dial-up at 12 bot, 
and she's making comments. And then five minutes later, she's making another comment and then making another comment. And her, her computer is just caching it all. And then when it gets on, it just dumps it all. I and mean, that, that would create a chain like that. Not a perfect would. answer, but like that, it, huh? it yeah. suddenly becomes it's a technology problem. It would. And not she is a complete... You know, she's not nutty as a jaybird. Well, I mean, it would, except for that, like, the content of those posts is still questionable. You're right. Uh, but I, this, to me, so I, I always break these things apart. You know that, I know. Devin? But I guess the thing for me is that, like, that is not, like, I don't have a problem with the fact that they're posted simultaneously. I think a lot of people fixate on that issue, like, posted simultaneously. I did, too. I think there's, like, 20 different totally logical reasons that they could be posted simultaneously. Yeah, the whole cut-and-paste thing. Yeah, yeah, and it still does not explain the content that's being posted. And for me, it's the content of the posts, not the... But I think you got a little fixated Yeah, no, I I broke it apart. I took content Mm -hmm. and and then the postings, and I separated them. That's why I looked at it and said, well, what if... Right. This is what's going. Which so is, that's, yeah, that's I mean, because I mean, it's just like the same thing as where we talked about before, or the the idea that I proffered, which is somebody was scraping it from somewhere else and then pouring yeah. it in. Okay. Yeah. There's one. There's there's somebody else who I found who is a lot like Karen, though. Yeah. Yeah. Who's in that? terms of well, the, that posts a lot like Karen. Posts a lot. Well, but I think could be an inspiration for Karen. Okay. And that is Francis E. Deck. Okay. And if you don't know who Francis E. Deck is, Google him. His There's a, a great log of his work, and it's really interesting. The short version is he was a lawyer. I think it was in the 1940s or 50s. He did some things. He got himself disbarred. And he launched a 20-year letter-writing campaign. Literally typewriter writing. If you there's actual scans of his his letters, there's some punctuation. There are absolutely no carriage returns. It is just a wall of text with actually he's taken the typewriter, he's put the page in it sideways and typed on the edge the borders of the pages. Like he cool. just makes these crazy screeds where he and I'm not using crazy in the derogatory sense here, but he makes these things where he is making outlandish claims and like, he sounds very racist, but really I think he just hated everybody. So he (laughs) attacks everybody. He attacks everything. Like nothing is sacred to this guy. Mm -hmm. And he did it for 20 years. So there's a humongous record of his work. And to a degree, the style of Karen's writing, it seems very familiar after Mm. I read some of Dex's work. So that's why Mm. I wonder if, yeah, maybe Karen's real, but maybe she studied him or maybe somebody else used that as their source. Yeah. And it's a person doing this. It's not a bot. Well, she's just to got me, the, the same the fake mental is a disorder, bot. really. Or maybe she's, yeah. maybe she's kind of, yeah, in the same kind of mental space. And that actually leads into the final theory, which is a big one. And mm-hmm. it is that Karen is just um, severely mentally ill. Yeah, could be. Um, a lot of people think that uh, she's schizophrenic. There's a That's video a... that I... Well, let's just get through this real yeah, quick. Yeah, I, I know. Um, there's a, a video I found while researching this, and it's like called What Schizophrenia Really Looks Like. 
And it's an uh, a man on the street interview with a guy who has schizophrenia. And um, here's a, a transcript. I'll read um, the reporter and then um, Joe... Can you be the guy? Don't you don't have to read the whole thing. It's, it's oh, okay, fine. Yeah, no, I mean this guy's like he he doesn't like devolve into like you know what we would see like a Hollywood portrayal of like this person's going crazy. He, he's deliver he delivers these words very coherently. It's just the content again that's yeah, so was... so the reporter just says like um, what's your name and then this man responds. My name? Oh, let me tell you my name. Uh, I'm confused. Because, uh, you know, we're supposed to believe in the ministry, right? So is, is, is the church and state supposed to be separate? I'm confused because I never went to school, right? Is a, is a confused person get a resolution? I don't understand. You see, when you go like that, and I'm holding up my hands with my crossed index fingers, right, you have a cross, two sticks, right? And that's how I felt when I was in Waterloo. Because when I walked in Waterloo and smiled at people, they treated me like a vampire. They used to cross, and they went like this by not smiling at me in Toronto. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, you know me, Steve Spiros, easygoing. Those who know me, I'm a nobody. You understand? And you can't kill a person with no body. So why am I afraid? So it goes on a little bit. Yeah. But you can see it's not... Um particularly coherent not really not entirely but uh, you know of course I, you know i don't know i mean schizophrenics you know they hear voices and stuff like that maybe it's hard to actually get a coherent thought together when you're yeah. being bombarded with voices um and i just want to go ahead and say like i'm just going to pause right now and say that i do not want to get into the game of trying to diagnose a mental illness based on like a social media profile good point i think that's super dangerous and also i find it like kind of personally offensive that people have been doing this to the point where like when karen when people started becoming aware of karen's profile in like 2010 2011 people were like calling the cops and like reporting her as being like severely mentally ill and trying to get her institutionalized and regardless of what you think may have been going on for her i think i just think that's, that's like, stepping in where you are not yeah well even remotely allowed to go based on a facebook profile. that's what well, I, think. I think you can go there i mean i think it's reasonable enough as long as you're not a professional if you if you're out there as on the internet as a psychiatrist saying my professional opinion is this person is schizophrenia now that's right. crossing a big line well i honestly i just that. think like i just think you should like you I, don't know that person i think yeah. a member i think is being a member of a chan and saying this smacks of schizophrenia so mm. i'm going to this call person's the, schizophrenic the authorities and I'm gonna get them on them that's yeah. absurd because you know what the problem is and we've come across this before so i i actually stopped and i took the time to look it up to just try and see if I could get a grip on schizophrenia, and I can't. But you know what made me feel better is that even the governing bodies of the mental health world can't get a grip on it because between the DSM-4 and the DSM-5, things have been excluded and definitions yeah. have changed. Like It is such a... It's, it's so evolving and yeah. it's so unique to each individual yeah, I mean, and, and I think the thing is, is like, so we talked about hypergraphia a little bit, and people say like, that's not a, that's not schizophrenia. That's, no, they say that it is an unusual 
it doesn't usually present with schizophrenia. But again, like everybody's different. Like maybe it does for some people. And there's no I law mean, actually that, that says that... You, you, only have, you can only have one mental affliction at the same right. time. And you, that guy that you were talking about that wrote those... Deck? Yeah. I mean, wasn't he diagnosed schizophrenic? He was, They were pretty sure that he was. So, yes. I mean, like he displayed this same sort of hypergraphia tendency... And but he also was a schizophrenic. I mean, I, I again, it's like we can't. There's no way for us to look at these historic posts and say, and nor should we be looking at these historic posts and say like this is the mental illness that this person suffered from. But I do think that there's strong evidence to say that this person is mentally ill, and that we and we are we're doing a podcast on it, so we are like feeding into this sensationalization of this person's mental illness. Oh, I, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's not—it's um, not outlandish to suppose. I mean, because from our point of view, what rational person would do something like this? What a right. waste! Of, what a waste of time! Right. I mean, if nothing else, yeah. what, what a huge waste of time! Maybe she's mentally ill, or perhaps you know, this whole thing is like like we were talking about earlier, just a troll, or which, a which, project, yeah, or a project that that succeeded in creating this big mystery that people are still talking about, and so you know. We fall into the trap, and we need to like you know hit the erase button and she, talk about she, something else. Devin's got the squinty face. I just think I got, I'm getting squinty face because I think that like we're we're doing that thing that I said I we didn't want to do. Oh. <laughs> you know where we're just I, not because it smells bad in here. No, it's fine okay, in good. here. Yeah, right. there's no smelly cat thing happening here. Okay. Um, but I, well, I just you're think, talking about uh, uh, smelly microphone cat, diagnosis. Smelly cat. Yeah, I think that we, you know, as armchair investigators cannot know i mean the only thing that i'll say is that people say that karen's um, profile went dark because she was institutionalized or she was you know was in treatment and there there are comments in on on her profile about mm -hmm. isn't it like somebody's coming over or something something no she actually goes on like a tirade because like because again people are like reporting her to the police and she's just basically is like you guys this is none of your business like do not call the cops on me i'm not crazy i'm like posting this it's my own personal thing like get out like you guys are awful. Like just ignore me. Ah, that's just true. And, I mean, yeah. And the fastest way to get attention is to say, "Don't look at me." Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. So I think I I don't I don't give credit to the fact that I mean her Facebook is the only thing that went dark. Like all she has all these other accounts that we can trace that didn't disappear in 2011 when her Facebook disappeared. So I think I don't really buy into that necessarily, but I do I do think that the theory that I am that I land on in this story, which makes me uncomfortable that we've done an entire episode on it, is that it's just a woman who is like mentally ill and this is how it is expressing itself. And she does not age. deserve this level of scrutiny. Yeah. Probably doesn't want it that bad. And it might be that uh, she didn't even delete it because obviously she, if she's mentally ill, and getting a ton of attention for her writings, that's not necessarily a negative thing for her. Right. But her, it might maybe be her if, family deleted it. Well, but it might be a negative thing for her if people are like calling hospitals on her. Well, mm-hmm. and I was oh, going to yeah. say, remember, yeah. re- have you ever deleted a Facebook account? Uh, it, it's not an easy thing to do. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I no, you super actually. hard. Well, yep. you, you go in and you click the button, and then you cannot log into the account. Facebook tells you for two weeks. In actuality, Facebook does not want to lose oh, users. Sure. 
So if you hit the login button with that account name for somewhere between six months to 12 months, I've found that puppy is back online yeah. and it uh-huh. is up and running because I have had family members who have messed up and done the multiple profile thing without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay, we're going to turn this one off and turn that one off. Just don't log into it. And then I come back and I'm like, why is, what's, oh, you logged into it. Uh-huh. Why did, oh, yeah. it, 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 so it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing. So it, you it requires some stain. Yes, it requires a set of circumstances for the normal person or the not completely mentally sound person to be forced into in order for that account to not be accidentally reactivated. Yeah. I see. I, I'll remember that if I ever try to delete Facebook, yeah. which I probably will wind up doing one of these days. Probably. After it. Crime Con, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, uh, so yeah, um, do you guys have any more theories? I I still I still while the the what we've talked about for probably what's been the last ten minutes seems like the most probable. I also have seen enough art students yeah. that I almost wonder if this is a crappy, crappy art project. Or some sort of a long con uh, yeah. by some Reddit types, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, I'll do this, and you do this portion, and the one person who does the beginning get does a ton of stuff and then burns out, and the person who does all the genealogy side, it's like, oh, oh, look, I set myself a reminder for every two and a half, two months and 12 days, and it's mm-hmm. been that time. Let's log in and post some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm much happier having do it, done an episode if it's like a coded message number station thing. Well, that's because you got to think for that. But yeah. I, I think... They didn't do a very good job of keeping a low profile no. if that was the purpose. And I, I, think, I just think it's um, somebody that I think is probably suffering from some something. mental illness, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the long con a little bit better just because I like conspiracies. But yeah. there's one person who knows, and that's Karen. So Karen, Karen send us an email or friend us on Facebook. Yeah. Joe, there's a problem with that. What's that? You're presuming that she's real and that she exists. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But if somebody made her up, well, you can friend us too. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Fine. But then yeah. we'll never yeah. know. Well, let us just yeah, fess up. We'll, we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> we'll keep yeah. it a secret. Yeah. Yeah, send us a, send yeah. a messenger. We'll, yeah. we won't tell. We promise. Well, wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. on um, that bombshell. Wink, wink. Are you, if you are Karen. Um, yeah, please contact please us. Please contact us. Uh, no. So we'll post some links from the research on our website. You can also listen and download to the episode on the website as well as find um, our entire what is it, like 205 episode archive or something like that? Something like 217, um, I think, yeah. if you can count the shorts. 5,472 yeah. million. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure that's how it is, yeah. There's a ton of um, it out there. So you can find all that stuff on our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. There's also links to our merch sites on the website uh, if you want to buy, like, a shirt or a mug or We've something We've got a new like shirt that. up. We got a new shirt up. That's right. New shirt. Cool. If you want to find us on social media, as previously mentioned, we do have a Facebook. Don't friend us, actually. Um, you like. can like our page. You can join our group. But if you friend us, we will reject your request. Sorry. Nah, um, nothing, nothing personal. Nothing personal. We nah. just request, re- reject all the requests. Exactly. Um, you can still join the group. We Doesn't also, mean we don't like you. It's true. We also have a Twitter, which is Thinkin' Sideways. 
Um, and we have a subreddit, which is um, thinking sideways. Uh, you can also email us, like I said, if you're Karen and you like are scared of social media now, uh, send us an email. Understandably yep. so. Yep. That email address is thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com. And I think all of that having been said, uh, we're just going to get out of here. Uh, I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Logging off. Yeah. Sweet. I'm craving a Waldorf salad. I am related to everybody, and I will now begin to list off every person that I am related to in history. Okay, go ahead. In reverse chronological order. Great, go for it. Uh, Okay, hit hit the record button. Uh,